On today's episode, we're going to tell you why the Philadelphia Eagles trading for a safety Kevin Byer from the Tennessee Titans could have major implications on their 2024 NFL draft. Coming up next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network. And guys, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Happy Wednesday to you. But I got to kick this thing over. To my guy, Mr. LSU, the champ himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man. In 2019, national champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers, man, which means what? It means myself, Damian Parsons. We are here to bring you that championship-level content surrounding the NFL Draft 24-7-365. We are that dynamic duo that you tap into, man. Like we say, we talk college football. We talk NFL football. What we always say is that what it starts with the NFL draft. So thank you for tapping in with us every single day because we are your number one source for everything football. DP, I was slate today, man. We talked about it in the pre-show, right? You say what? Kevin Byer traded to the Eagles. How does that affect the Eagles draft plans on an already loaded roster, right? How does that affect the draft plans? Then we're going to go through our segment, draft scenarios, draft scenarios for the Tennessee Titans. How do they get this thing going either which direction, right? If you're going to unbuild, unbuild all the way, right? If you're rebuilding, rebuild, right? If you're trying to push forward and make a playoff run, which I don't know, it's so likely, go ahead and do that. But you have to commit to something and then we're going to finish this thing out with a dames dudes segment so dp before we get that thing started man why don't we hit him with a title sponsor all right listen today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use the promo code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed guys when i saw the news i was like yo like what is <laughs> What is how Howie Roseman on? Like, how is he continuously doing this to the NFL where he's pulling off trades? And the crazy thing about it is the Tennessee Titans, you first two, what was it, last, was it 2022? The 2022 draft, you traded away your best wide receiver to him. Now you trade away one of your best defensive players to him. And it's like, Howie Roseman is like, you know, I've seen the gif of like Thanos with the, with the Infinity Stones. And all, like, it's funny. But when you look at this pick, Keith, and, and you know, looking at I looked at his contract and everything, guys. He's 30 years old right now. His contract would end, believe it's the 2020 after the 2024, 2025 season, right? So he's got this year and then next year. And but he doesn't have any like dead cap hit, right? So if they cut him in 2024, they would save like 14.1 million dollars if they if that was the case. But let's say this thing works out. Let's say they keep him for both for, for the last for this year and 2024. The impact, in my opinion, they could have on their draft is that puts them back in the position of drafting for luxury. Well, you don't have to draft a young safety in the first round, right? Because as, as, the, as the arrow is pointing, momentum is taking them to back into the first round, right? From thir- Anywhere from 29 to 32. Depends on how the playoffs shake out. But they're going to be one of those teams that are picking anywhere from 28, 29 to 32. And if they're there, 
I mean, they didn't get Bijan last year, right? But they ended up getting Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. I feel like that was a better package, right? So if they're able to go run it back this year if they wanted to, whether it's a Travion Henderson, Jonathan Brooks from, from Texas, if he declare if he declares for the draft, I just look at it like this. Their draft strategy will be wide open, Keith, because they don't have to fill many needs because this is a loaded roster. Yeah, I, I say self-aware, 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 right? And that's what how Howie Roseman is. As far as self-aware, talking about in, in, in relevance to the Philadelphia Eagles roster and where they are right now, right? The, when you look at the trade, DP, it was, a I think, fourth and fifth round picks in, in, in 2024 there, yeah. NFL draft. So you ask yourself, if we're a team that's trying to win championships and win Super Bowls right now at this moment, right, is there a chance – it, like, what, what are the likelihoods that it's going to be a fourth and fifth round guy, a rookie, right? A fourth and fifth round pick that's going to come in and then immediately fill a need that we have to put us over the top when it comes to winning a Super Bowl versus trading for a proven veteran that we've seen. The DP, we talked about this yesterday with the Buffalo Bills, right? This same exact situation. Okay, hold on to these fourth and fifth round picks. No, trade them for a veteran, somebody we know that can play at a high level. Let them come in, play for us, because this is the truth, DP. When you get to the fourth and fifth round, right, it's probably, you're looking at your banker, guys, it's probably... 10 to 15 guys, if that, right, that at that point in the draft that you like, this guy can come on my team and be a starter, right? So you, 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 it's, it's, it's on, I don't want to say it's a crapshoot, right, because you do the homework and you understand what you're doing, but it's a crapshoot in the sense of the fact of how we know that player isn't going to go exponentially higher, right? And then he's not there, and then we're just drafting the guy because we're just trying to supplement some things. So, DP, I, that's why I say, I say self-aware. Like, you know that this team, there's no question about if the Philadelphia Eagles are trying to win a Super Bowl. If you ask that question, the question that the answer is yes, they're trying to win. They're trying to win. They're trying to get veterans on this team and they're trying to supplement some things. So I, I really like it from that perspective, DP of man, look, and, and it, it didn't cost me a lot. It cost me a fourth and fifth round pick and I'll, right. I'll make it up and I'll figure it out later on. Right. Like we have other assets that I could potentially trade off if they're not working out. Right. And I look at it with this depth chart, DP, because you have Kevin Byer now, but you also had two young guys. Right. You had Reed Blankenship. And Sidney Brown, who I think is going to be a dude, I think he's going to be a flat-out dude. So now you have a, a, a three-headed monster at that safety position, one veteran, two young guys, right? And I always, I, I always talk about this. I love to mix a veteran with a young player so that way the veteran can really show him kind of the details, the nuances of how to go about being a professional, not just off the field but on the field, different keys, right, when they watch film together. So I think this was a great – a great pickup for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tennessee Titans. We'll get to them in a second, but I, I definitely think it was a great situation for the Philadelphia Eagles. But DP, we talk about Titans, and when I said a minute, I'm talking about right now. We're about to get into them because we're talking draft scenarios, and we're about to give them everything with the Tennessee Titans because, like I said, we need to know which direction are they trying to go as a football team, as a franchise, as a front office, the players, right? Who else are y'all trying to offload because you have King Henry right there. But we're going to get into all of that coming up next. Guys, you shouldn't have to worry when it's time for you to buy tickets to your next big event. But if you wait to the last minute, you should worry and you will be stressed because waiting at the last minute, you're trying to find the best deals. You're competing with other buyers. And you're trying to avoid scammers and scalpers. 
let me tell you about Game Time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. What do they offer, DP? Well, I'll tell you. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Their tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area. And, guys, you will love the fact that they show the views from all the seats in the venue so you know what vantage point you have before you purchase your ticket. Guys, right now, if you want to, if you're in the Florida area, you want to see the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs versus the Florida Gators this Saturday at 3.30, you can get tickets on the Game Time app as cheap as $75. So, guys, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. That's promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. The Tennessee Titans are under the microscope of draft scenarios, guys, and like you said, Keith, trading away Kevin Byer. Maybe we see King Henry go somewhere else, and you open up that backfield to the young, explosive Tajay Spears, who's looked good when you've when you've given him touches this year. I think for me, Keith, it's first. You know, of course, one of the biggest issues the Tennessee Titans have right now is, but a lot of people say, well, well, they don't know who their quarterback is. Yeah, that's that might be true. They can't block anybody, so like that's one of their biggest things is protecting whoever's behind there, whether it is Malik Willis, whether it is Will Levis. I don't think it's going to be Ryan Tannehill much longer, right? So it's you got to protect the quarterback. Now, if they were to take the veteran route of going through free agency and finding somebody there, cool, because in the first round, they could go a, a litany of ways, Keith. You know what I mean? They could decide to, because I think, what did they sign? I can't remember how many years they signed um, DeAndre Hopkins for. But like you know, he's not. He's we know he's not a long term answer, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded. To be honest, to be I honest wouldn't with be surprised you. that he wants out, right? Because in in and because of the how it unfolded with free agency, DP was that he went to the Titans, and then I think he was still like, hold on, let me make sure nobody else wants me before I come, right? <laughs> and then nothing else compared. And he said, all right, y'all, yeah, I like y'all. Come on, I'm gonna come. Let we, we'll see what happens. But I can't say that he's probably surprised at the state of the Tennessee Titans right now. They they have him on tap for 2024 as well. It's like I think it was like a two year deal, a two three year deal, something like that. They got like a bunch of void years after that, right? And they can get you know if they trade them post June one of 2024, <clears throat> they would save like 14 million with only a 1.9 million cap hit. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wants out, Keith, like you said. But also not just wanting out, I think that will open them up to okay, you got Traylon Burks. Maybe you get another young wide receiver to go with your, a young quarterback, right? If you're able to address the, the offensive line in free agency. But let's say they wanted to go safety, Keith. Like, just in the draft in general. Like, let's find a replacement for Kevin Byer. And some guys that, to me, would fit that mold. Number My, my number one safety right now, Cameron Kitchens from Miami, right? Kind of similar build, right? He has the range to play sideline to sideline, play the high post. But Keith, a, a part of range for safeties that I don't think is discussed enough is not just can you cover sideline to sideline in the pass, it's the range for getting so deep and being at the top of the defense and having that range to trigger downhill and close the door in the run game. He can do that as well, but he's also shown versatility to walk down into the nickel, play some big nickel against wide receivers and even some tight ends so he has a more versatile skill set and i think he would fit this defense very well because he's got he's a ball hawk he has the range and the iq and the instincts right but then you think about like a Kalen bullock i think for when you think when you factor in the deep passing ability of cj stroud trevor lawrence and anthony richardson for 2024 and beyond a Kalen bullock would be great to take those type of plays 
away, right? Because he's he might have the best. I think he I think he has the best pure range out of any safety in this class, right? Here's the problem with with, with, with Kalen Bullock. He's he's built like a wide receiver. He's got that thin, wiry frame. So you worry about him from a run defense standpoint. The Jaguars run the ball. The Texans run the ball. We know the Colts are going to run the ball. You're either going to see Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor, or Anthony Richardson himself at the third level at some point in within four quarters. And if Kalen Bullock is the last line of defense, I have questions about him being that. So I think for them, man, they, they can go a, a lot of different ways, Keith. But I, would, I think they got to, to me, they have to improve the offense, whether it's the offensive line or the receiving, the receiving options, because they've been one of the worst receiving groups in the NFL since the A.J. Brown trade. Yeah, DP, I, I wouldn't, and we talked about them trading a safety. I, I don't think they should target a safety early in this draft. And no. I'm going to do what I did yesterday for the Buffalo Bills, DP, and I, I obviously our listeners are listening to this. And I want them to tell me how many relevant names do they hear, right? So I'm not like yesterday, I'm going to skip the 2023 draft because those are rookies, right? Talking about relevancy to this Tennessee Titans um, football team right now. Like how, how talented are these guys? How much are they contributing and being productive NFL players, right? Traylon Burks, Roger McQuarrie, Nicholas Petit-Friere, Malik Willis, Hassan Haskins, Chigozim Okwankwa, Kyle Phillips, Theo Jackson, Chance Campbell. That's 2022, 2021 DP, Caleb Farley, Dylan Raddins, Monty Rice, Elijah Molden, Des Fitzpatrick, Rashad Weaver, Racing McMath, Brady Brees, right? And we could 2020, I'm going to just name off three. Isaiah Wilson, Christian Fulton, Darrington Evans, DP. And there we go. That that says it all when you're asking about draft scenarios. The question is, is what are y'all drafting, right? And, and we've had this conversation, I feel like, before. But I'm kind of leaning towards you talking about draft scenarios. I think they should go offensive line. We talked about the quarterback position because if y'all are picking top 10, you have a chance to potentially get a – Drake May, right? We have the emergence of J.J. McCarthy now, and then obviously Caleb Williams. Now, DP, you don't know if Malik Willis or Will Levis is the guy. So make the transition and go to that and figure it out, right? But I would go offensive line, and I agree with you. The receiver position, DP, is hurting, but you can't even get a full evaluation on it because the quarterback position is so unstable, right? And you don't know which quarterback you're rolling with. So it's it's so it's it's a multi-layered thing. So we talk about draft scenarios for the Tennessee Titans. I, I, I believe they should probably go offensive line again. And and I hate to say it's safe, and I know Tennessee Titans fans don't feel like it's safe because of the Isaiah Wilson situation, but you draft a, a productive player that started a lot, right, in college, and it should be able to translate. So you take a la Peter Skaronsky, right? Like he's playing decent to solid football. You just need at this point to be for this offensive line starters right like let's yeah. let's go baseline starters and and i think that's what the tennessee titans have to do is like hey what's the position to need and then let's dr- draft the starter there if it's not a quarterback and we're really trying to move on because one key thing we're not talking about is mike Vrabel. like like what direction we seen his reaction when aj brown got traded right and to me that was almost the signal of yeah we're not competing for championships anymore this is not a super bowl right. situation but they kind of halfway rebuilding and halfway not rebuilding and then unloading good players and then trying to bring in DeAndre Hopkins. Like what, which direction? Oh, I'm going to tell you what this reminds me of Keith as a Detroit Piston fan. It reminds me of the Pistons where you could have, 
the Pistons were in the position where they could have just said, forget everything and just tank a couple years ago, right? No, Stan Van Gundy said, let's go trade for Blake Griffin at the back end of his career. Now, Blake had a good, really good season for us. He was balling until he got hurt, right? But it was a simple fact that you did not have that. You, you were trying to compete when you were in a competitive position, right? Like, what are you competing with? Like, so I, I'm with you on that. Like, I feel like the, the, the key, like you said, don't be the Atlanta Falcons. And what I mean by that is don't stick with the veteran quarterback because he's a veteran quarterback. Play your young guy. The, whatever guy you want to get the answer on, play him now. And not just now until Ryan Tannehill ankles. But no, play him now until the end of the season. Right? Like, if it's Will Levis and you want Will Levis to be the guy, cool. Start Will Levis from this week to the end of the season. Because if you do that and you see what you have, if you end up playing poorly and your, your, your draft stock goes all the way to three, two or three, right? It's kind of hard because there's so many teams in the mix right now. But if you get up there, that what does that do? That allows you to say, okay, whoever, whether it's Mike Vrabel or new head coach, new, you know, whatever, you can look at your GM Ray and say, hey, we see what we have in Will Levis. I don't like what I saw. I don't think he's this. I don't think he's that. Let's go with Drake May here. Or if it's the flip side, you love what you saw from Will Levis, but your team just still didn't compete at the level to win enough games. You say, listen, we're good at quarterback. Let's use this pick. Let's trade back. Let's get some more draft capital. Somebody's going to come up to two for, for Drake May or Caleb, whoever goes one. The, uh, the other quarterback will be sitting there. Let's use that trade that, that that pick to get more capital. Then we can get Olu Fashanu, right? Joe Alt. And, and you think about left side because that, that left tackle spot is a problem. Uh, and Andre, I think it's Andre Dillard uh, from the Eagles. Yep. No, like he's not a starting level, level NFL offensive lineman right now. He's a swing tackle at best. You think about having Peter Skaronski long-term at left guard with Olu Fashanu or Joe Alt at left tackle. That's how you solidify your left side of your offensive line, which is the blind side. So, Keith, I'm with you. They have to figure out what they have at quarterback. Now, do not be like the Atlanta Falcons, who are just now, all right, we're going to see what we have the rest of this year with with, with um, Desmond Ritter, where you could have seen what you had him last year, and if it was good enough, and if not, you could have traded up for Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud. You could have did whatever you needed to do, but you waited. I don't. The Titans cannot find themselves in that position. Yep, I think it comes down to DP real quick phrase. Just stop being reactive and start being proactive, right? And it seems that the Tennessee Titans are reacting to everything instead of being proactive and making a decision on which direction they want to go and also be committal, right? Like right now, y'all are non-committal and y'all are all over the place. When they, like, that's why I say we went through the draft scenarios, Tennessee Titans, like we both believe offensive line, we both believe figure out what, what, what's your quarterback situation. And hey, if you're drafting top 10, you have the opportunity to draft a potential quarterback of the future or offensive tackle of the future to finally get this thing going and keep it flowing in the right direction. But DP, man, like I said, keep it going, keep it flowing. We are on. We are on. We are on to DP segment, right? The Dames dudes, man. We have five guys. I put DP on a hot seat, man. See, if these guys are in the Dames dude club or they're on the outside looking in. But like DP said, you know, the list is fluid, right? So we might have revisited one thing week one and we're coming back to it week seven, week eight. So coming up next, man, see who makes another appearance on Dame's dudes. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out, check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team 
faster and for free. Guys, it's simple. You can do it easy by creating a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. You will have simple tools at your disposal, okay, like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and or hire. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality, quality hires versus leading competitors. Guys, it's very simple. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply today's episode of locked on nfl drives been brought to you by prize picks prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in north america they are the easiest and most exciting way to play dfs it's just you against the numbers. Prospects is really simple to play, guys. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prospects the number one daily fantasy sports app. This week on Prospects, I'm taking Lamar Jackson versus the Arizona Cardinals for over 228 and a half passing yards. But I'm also going to take the under of Tua Tungavaloa versus New England Patriots under 272 and a half passing yards. That's what I'm taking this week on Prospects. So go to prospects.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Keith, I'm ready for the names. Who's on, who, who are you going to throw at me this week that's in the that while I'm in the hot seat? DP, I'm, I'm like I said, some people they they matter of fact, this guy, this guy was in the club, got told he had to get out, and then now he's back trying to get back in. So this you this guy and Dane DP, y'all have a rather interesting situation going on here, man. I, I, so, but we're gonna start this thing off with Nebraska quarterback Jeff Sims. See a Dame's dude or not. Nah, Jeff, Jeff might as well not get back in line ever again at this point. Uh, I think he got benched. Um, <laughs> I, I just – listen, man, I, I called my shot, and, and you know, it's it's like playing pool, right? You know what I mean? Eight, you know, eight-ball corner pocket. I'm, I'm trying to trick shot this thing, you know, b- bouncing off a couple other corners and, and getting it in. No, nope, it didn't work. This trick shot did not work for me, and, and, and my shot was blocked. It just it, – it didn't, it didn't pan out. And, and Jeff, who's a very talented young man, uh, you know what I mean? And, and, and scouts have very high hopes for him. You know, NFL personnel had high hopes for him. He just did not play with not protecting the football. That's not something you can do, man. You got to protect the football. You have to be diligent. And, and we, you know, I mean, we've seen it, right? Brock Purdy lost on Monday Night Football. Why? Because he didn't protect the football. And Jeff Sims, the first couple weeks, had multiple turnovers. So as much as I love the talent and I think that he can play football, he can he, he can do things physically. He just didn't protect the football and play at a good at a high level. So nah, Jeff, until you get get some consistency, don't come back in this line, man. Oh man, that's tough. You can't even get in line, Jeff. That nah, is tough. Line, that no. is tough business, right there. It's, it's like putting like the uh that you know what I'm saying when you get banned from a store and they got your picture on the door and yeah. the security. Yeah, they know if you see him in line, you can tell him he can go. You can tell him he can go. <laughs> oh man, that's tough. That's tough. Okay, let's keep this thing. Maybe this was a positive one, and this is one we haven't talked about yet. So this is guy first time in line, I believe, this entire season, DP, to try to get in the club. And we are talking about Georgia linebacker, small mandan. Mm, nope. Uh <laughs> man, 
I had I, high hopes for him too, because I know you like Georgia. So I was hoping that I'm like, hey, this is a guy that might get in, but just the Georgia, the Georgia pass won't get you in alone. No, no, no. Like you, you, you ain't getting in off of that uh that that grandfather plan. You know what I mean? That old that love for the school. No, I I think he's a talent, he's got some talent, but I I'm I'm concerned. Like he has a small frame, kind of goes with the name small mundon. Like, you know what I mean? He he's listed at 6'3, 225. <laughs> This six three two twenty five, and I'm just like, man, I, I I watch them, and I just don't see the. I, I feel like he makes plays, but like when you you know when you watch Quay Walker and the Kobe Dean, you know, what I mean, even Channing Tindall, like the impact that those guys made, I just don't feel that when I watch this Georgia defense. I, I you know, what I mean, so for me with with Small Mundon Jr., like yeah, he, he's not in the club right now, and we'll revisit it, you know, at the end of the season, you know, when we do a full full deep dive. But just off of what I've seen this year, I think he's solid, but he's not a Dane's dude. All right, well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Now we're going on. We what we did. No, we did one quarterback. We did one linebacker. Let's go to the wide receiver position, and we're going with Jacob Cowing. Is he a Dane's dude or not? Listen, J- Jacob Cowing's a Dane's dude, man. I-, I like this kid. I like his game. He's going to be one of those, you know, small slot only type of receivers you know yeah. how people look at the calvin austin they look at tank dell and De- i'm gonna tell you who he reminds me of though do you see demario douglas like playing for the for the new england patriots but i think he's probably i think he might be a little bit a better route runner and more quick twitch where you don't have to use him the same way so i really like jacob Kahn. he can I, run I routes have, he can change directions well he's a tough young man i have a question with the emergence of josh downs is mm. it do you think he's to that caliber? Or you think Josh Downs was still a kind of like a, a step above when it comes to Josh Downs was a step above him because Josh Downs competed like a, a little bit bigger, he played bigger than his size, right? At the catch point, like his catch, like his conversion rate last year was like for, for a guy his size was crazy. I think it was like 70% on contested card targets, and he was close to like 15 or 16 targets last year from Drake May. So the, that Josh Downs. The route run, I think Josh Downs is a bigger frame in terms of being more filled in and weight wise uh, and everything. So he's a he's a he's definitely a, a tier above what Jacob Cowing is. But Jacob Cowing does a lot of similar things in terms of route running and separating and winning on the the middle middle of the field and crossing patterns and all that all that type of stuff. Man, I like his game. He's he's in the club. He's he's I'm a fan of his. Okay, there we go. A little positivity, man. We get somebody in, man. We're one for three so far, but let's keep it. Let's keep this thing going with the wide receivers. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's where you know what I'm saying. Like that. That's where the spot is right there. Let's go with the wide receiver position. We're going to go to FAU with wide receiver Lejante Le, West. I feel like this guy could have been on stock up, stock down, or you know, like a radar type situation because not too many people know about this guy either. But he's balling out. I want to ask you about wide receiver Lejante Wester from Florida Atlantic. Yes, sir. You know, he he's a damn dude. I really like his game. And, and and like I said, like just these these smaller receivers, you, you gotta find a place for him in the league, man, because these guys hold value, Keith. And like he's quick twitch, he's explosive, and another route running kind of you know, just not so I won't call him savant because savant is such an elite word, but he's a very good route runner. He knows how to stem. It's just like Jacob County. He knows how to stem and move DBs off his off their spot. If you want to play off in soft coverage, listen, and man to man, 
they're going to attack you. They're going to run you off a spot and, and, and clear you so that they can clear that path and get where they need to go. He does a great job of that. You're talking about post patterns, benders, crossers, or whip routes. He does a lot of corner routes, all those type of things, man. He can line up as a slot, the number three in the bunch set, the number three in the in the trip set, you know, cutting one, two, three from the sideline. This is a very very productive young man at FAU where a lot of people don't watch what they do, but he, you know, against, I mean, you look at what he's done this year, right? Against Clemson, uh, 17 targets, 12 receptions, 108. Against Illinois, 16 for 13. Uh, well, 13 for 16, 134 in the touchdown, right? Against USF. You know, he, he gets targets, 91 targets through eight weeks of the season, man. He has 633 yards, around 10 yards per catch and three touchdowns. This is a talented receiver, man. So he's, he's in the club. There we go. He's in the club, but also I think he should be in y'all scouting. No, but man, this is a guy that as we go through the draft process, I believe his name is going to emerge. And this guy whose stock is going to continue to elevate. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if it's an NFL PA bowl, shrine bowl, senior bowl, right? Somebody's going to come after him. Um, He's going to be one of those small school guys that you start to hear his name start to pop a lot. But DP, we're going to finish this thing off at a big school, small school with the big schools. And we're talking to OH. I.O., right, Ohio State, man, we're going with an edge rusher. Um, Somebody who I, I talked about was, like, stocked down a little bit. I'm not sure. Matter of fact, there was no my call you out, right? Like, where you at, yeah. right? Like, that, that was where my where you at segment. But we're going to talk about edge rusher for Ohio State. Jack Sawyer, DP, they're coming off a game or a game against Penn State, which they won. It was a defensive battle like most people expected. It was the Marvin Harrison Jr. show like most mm -hmm. people expected. But did Jack Sawyer hold his weight? Did he do enough to get into the club? I wanted Jack Sawyer to be able to get into the club, but he's not getting in right now, man. I just watching him on tape, I just see a young man that's that's physical. He he has the power, the speed to power conversion, the bull rush. But I'm just sitting there. What what else? Like what else do you have in the bag? Is the bag bare? Is it empty? Is there any other tools in there? I need more. And he just doesn't he doesn't collapse the pocket enough for me. I don't see a pass rush plan. And I'm like, okay, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm disappointed in what I'm seeing right now because I really was high on them in the summer coming off of last year's tape. So it's like right now, <clears throat> by the time you get to that second, the third step of his rush, Keith, I don't see a young man in, that has a, a true plan to attack an offensive tackle. So for right now, yeah, no, he's not in the club. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm 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 right there with you for Jack Sawyer. And you see the potential. And I, you, it's weird because he's the one playing. But you almost want to say this is not his fault, right? Because the process, right. it doesn't look like when he comes off the ball, like there's a known thing to do, right? Like it's, it's. I feel like he's a heavy stop the run guy. And then it's like you, you stop the run on the way to the quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not going to work out. You have to be committal, committed in something, right? When quarterbacks are getting the ball out in three seconds. And like you said, there's a bunch of speed to power, but you look athletic enough to be able to use speed first, right? Or win just with a speed rush, right? Like there's no no dip and rip around the edge, right? There's no bend in the corner. Everything is, is heavy-handed and, and just trying to collapse the pocket. Like you're almost like you're a 300-pound interior defensive lineman. So I'm right there with you, man. It, I, Jack Sawyer is going to be an interesting case study as we continue. I don't know if he's going to, you know, come out or he's going to come back or, you know, that conversation will be different because you just talked about the Minnesota Vikings, right? And think about a guy like Daniel Hunter who didn't have, many sacks at all at LSU, then he gets to the NFL and he goes sack crazy because he had all the physical traits. So you don't know, right? Like it's just going to be an yeah. interesting case study um, over there with Jack Sawyer. But man, if y'all want to continue to hear about the top prospects in the NFL draft, right? We know 
this is who you come to your dynamic duo man i want to say shout out to our everydayers for tapping in with us every single day man we have our people that tweeted us we respond man we thank y'all every single day man we truly appreciate y'all for rocking with us draft season is just getting ramped up right i'll probably say this is only week one of draft season right as we have to go through this thing man with all of the top events all all of the combines and things coming up but man y'all know where to come for all of your draft content you can find me on twitter slash x at d talent code you can find dp damien parson you can find him on twitter slash x at dp underscore nfl man y'all talk to us because we like to talk back Come and join the conversation again tomorrow, guys. Listen, you already know it's Thursday Night Football. We'll give you all of that information, what you know, what that game means for the NFL draft of 2024. Bills, I think it's Bills Commanders. So quarterback in Washington on the radar. We'll talk about all that on tomorrow. But guys, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Shout out to y'all for being our everydayers and making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Listen, as Keith said, for me, Damian Parson, him, Coach K, Keith Sanchez, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.